either system, whether it's your liver and your digestive system or your detox pathways are not doing its job, then you can develop estrogen dominance. And we have to give our liver what it needs, i.e. lots of support (laughs) to process estrogen. And then also you need to eliminate poop people. You get to poop every day, (laughs) right? So that you can remove excess estrogen from the body. Um, especially if you feel like these environmental toxins or xenoestrogens might be behind some of these symptoms that you're experiencing. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast this week. We're so excited to be here. Yes, it feels good. It's like beautiful and sunny and bright at my house right now and I am I'm feeling it basking in the glory oh. of all the windows I have I have no windows tell I me how it is is it beautiful know how you work like that I'm pretty <laughs> sure I would be curled up in a ball in the corner like dealing with massive effects of seasonal depression well a lot of I when I open the garage door it's like having a giant window so it's fine but it's so tell cool. everyone what your setup is like in there for a minute <laughs> so my setup where I have a three-car garage and one the one bay is uh, my husband built a structure inside my one bay that's like it's essentially like a framed out room that's got um particle board or i guess it's not particle board but it's got these thin boards on three walls but one is open and the top is open and he's covered it in greenhouse plastic so it holds heat super well it could be snowing outside and i could make it 72 degrees inside my studio and it's got concrete floor you know but i've got a rug down and i've got like a tv in here like i made it into like a space for me during the pandemic and um and so i can be out here and it can be really lovely but i can't spend long periods of time out here because there's no windows and it messes with me <laughs> like and it's so, like a dark it's like a it's it a looks cozy like cave. you're a photographer who you know yeah. is like i don't know processing know photos and things it's, uh, very, it's like a dark a, it's called the dark room cassie <laughs> it's called the dark room. <laughs> a lot of people that see it call it my dexter room because it's got greenhouse plastic that like see-through like it looks yeah dexter yes so but just a little prettier because there's like wood up and like furniture inside it <laughs> you've done a really good job with making it making it feel nice it and was cozy in there honestly the best thing i could do and i i used it just for videos and like photo type work and then the pandemic hit and I can no longer record inside because there are five other human beings in my house all the time. And it was seemed profoundly unfair to ask them to just be quiet for our whole time that we were doing stuff. I mean, because you have to be pretty quiet because this microphone picks up a lot. And um, anyway, so I'm, I'm happy to have this space, but 
I do kind of like when it's nice outside, when it's yucky, I don't care. I'm like, if I can hear rain, it's fine. I don't need to see it. It's fine. But it still does mess with me a little bit. I can't spend all day out here. Anyway. Well, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. We've lived (laughs) in some pretty, pretty dark uh, apartments and living situations in the past. And I'm pretty sure my mental health was in the tank because of, of the lack of, like I couldn't live here and all of that. And our space is so bright now. I think it keeps me living in a small space that really we're we've outgrown (laughs) but we're still going to continue to live in because we're able to save so much money and we like the simplicity and we love where we live and the rental market is just garbage right now Uh and we're not ready to make any decisions about where we want to buy and so yeah I mean having the light and bright I think makes it easier for me to stay in a space that is extremely small (laughs) right lighting which you know you've been here yeah and for for our more recent um, adopters of the podcast, new listeners, welcome. Uh, Genevieve and I used to record every other week, every other week, yeah, a couple of episodes week. in her studio space in the garage. So uh-huh. that was like the OG, OG. Rebel Heart Radio yeah. launching pad. Yep. Recording in person. And we used to like, that was our favorite to like record together because we get the energy together and we spend the day and then we naturally started recording remote because we live so far apart because we live almost 45 minutes apart and and then the pandemic hit and we were like oh we can't even like get the luxury of recording together like <laughs> <laughs> well we i mean when the pandemic hit we had been recording apart for a year and a half or two years uh-huh. at that point and it I'm felt so sure. yummy and luxurious to record in person that we would try to make it happen mm-hmm. every now and then and now we're just like well at least at least we've figured out the kinks of recording for our part so <laughs> yeah it's not as fun because i do enjoy being able to hang with you so true we'll have to record some well i think we have plans for some live episode recordings in the future too when we are able to actually do events and things again but we mm. are relegated to the zoom and recording remotely so we we make it work so <laughs> we hear um, for it. yeah okay I want to check in with you on, not, oh. we don't call them New Year's resolutions on the podcast, right? Yes. We talk about them in terms of like, what are some of those like exciting things that we're tackling? What are some things we want to add into our routine, some fun we want to have, whatever it is um, in 2021 and how are we pursuing that? And I know yes. you had mentioned Zumba. I know. I haven't I mentioned it publicly. I was hear. like, I'm, I'm doing it. I was, you mentioned it to me. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's be real everything that we mentioned to each other is almost fair game for the podcast I know I was like all right it's time to bring it up publicly all right um <laughs> well I mean my I it's funny I think I fought the whole like let's come up with a word for the year like for quite a while like I was really like I don't know like I just it didn't resonate with me but let me tell you guys it's funny how things just kind of happen because since October I had been pinged to this word like um you called you said this once and then somebody else said it they called it jenny magic like mm. separately and totally different things. and i was like oh that's fun jenny magic and i'm like i will accept that title jenny magic and then but then it kept coming to me the word magic and then i had a friend send me the ariana grande song um just like magic and the lyrics that are in it and like the song and it's just it keeps continually coming at me my word for 2021 is totally magic but not magic as in like I want these things to happen to me like magic it's I'm going these things are going to happen and I'm going to create that feeling for myself 
so to speak. So like, I want that feeling, you know, you know, when things like are flow and everything feels so like magical and yummy and like you feel just wonderful about the things you're doing. That's what I'm, I, that is my word for 2021. And because that's been pinged to me for a while before the year hit, I feel like I've been allowing those things that make me feel magic into my life more and um i and i feel like universe the god uh, god whatever you believe in in a higher power has been like telling me something for a while and you guys know how i feel about dance fitness i had this class that i went to before the pandemic hit that i held space for for a solid two years it just made me so happy and i love that i made friends in that class i I made space for it once or twice a week for such a long time. It was, it felt like a, like a core part of like my happiness meter, like my personality. There are times where, and, and she does this class, my instructor name's Alicia. She does this class in the lights off and has only the windows to light us. And there's something magical about feeling like nobody's looking at you <laughs> because the lights are off, you know, and you're like in your own groove and you're doing your own thing. There have been times where I've gotten legit emotional when feeling like the energy of that room of us, like all loving this song or like my instructor is grooving and she's like getting us jazzed and oh, I miss that so much. I just, <laughs> and I found out last week that my instructor is not coming back to our gym. And I can't blame her. She's starting her own thing, but the facility is really small. And I'm when I say she had 40 to 60 people that would attend her class each week, I mean it. Every single week. If we had less than 40 people, we were looking around and we're like, is it a holiday? Like, what's happening? And sometimes, you know, it was a holiday week and people just didn't come. But, um, and it's a trying, lot of people. It's a lot of people. She had like a serious, like, regular following. And, um, the facility she's going to is just, it's really small. And I know that she's going to have people following her to that facility. And I just felt like it was, um, higher powers telling me you need to do this for yourself because I, I was asked a couple times to consider teaching and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I, um, I was just, was not in a place to make space for teaching, um, like dance fitness or anything like that. And I wasn't ready to be tethered to a facility that, you know, had expectations. And anyway, I just was like, oh, no, you're no, thank you. And um, I, I did Zumba for almost a decade. I did Zumba a solid eight years before I moved here. And I love Zumba and I love the things about it. And I just started to look at it like, well, let's go see how much it costs. <laughs> you know how that goes. You know, I'm just going to check it out. And I've been doing that since September. And it's just I'm doing it, you guys. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a Zumba instructor and I'm going to do it remote for you know, however long. And I might keep it remote and I'm doing it for me. But I've decided because at first I was like, I'm just going to do it for me. I want to be a part of that like Zumba instructor network, they call it, or the Zen network um, to get choreography and music and um, be inspired and do new things each week and move my body because I that's been something that's profoundly missing I go for a walk that doesn't walking does not bring joy to me <laughs> it's fine it's fine but and I'm grateful for the opportunity I to walk it. but yeah it's like it, I'm grateful for the opportunity to walk and have the space to do it but it doesn't bring me joy like dancing does and so I'm going for mm. it I'm gonna do it and I've decided that eventually once I get my feet underneath me haha <laughs> No pun intended, but um, once I get everything underneath me, um, I'm gonna there's gonna be a button on my website, and you guys can like dance with me if you want to. So, 
we're gonna we're gonna dance together if you want to and it's gonna be fun and just just it makes me really nervous to talk about it before I'm like ready to like open up it for people to dance with me but I also love being able to share the excitement with people about it because people that know I'm doing it are like oh that's so you and they're so excited for me and I'm like okay okay I'm gonna talk about it there's no expectation here and it's I'm gonna open it up to you guys to dance with me if you want to when I'm ready and just we're gonna have fun it's gonna be fun that's awesome we are in support of all things Zumba it's funny I (laughs) there was this meme that used to float around when I did CrossFit that was like a woman lifting something heavy in Mm -hmm. a squat position and I think it said Zumba question mark bitch please I do CrossFit (laughs) (laughs) essentially bad mouthing Zumba but I will say I am so much more of the I love to walk I like to Mm -hmm. pick up heavy things and put them down I also love dance but the Zumba just never really spoke to me I tried it quite a few times over the years because I was like oh I love dance mm-hmm. all of this and I was like nope nope this is not nope it has not to be this. the right instructor. I lean I lean lean into the hip-hop oh totally yeah but I what I was gonna say was I will try Zumba again for you what if you're teaching no. it I will do it totally well yeah. I want you to know right now I'm not gonna I, everybody needs to know this I am not a jazzercise Zumba person I'm a <laughs> You move your hips. We're going to get into the beat. We're going to like get into it's going to be dance fitness. Real not, choreography. Yeah. And don't expect me to be the person that's going to do the exact same choreography every week. Y'all want to dance with me. You got to be willing to like get uncomfortable and learn new choreography often because that's the fun part, you know, and there will be a library and you guys will get used to me and I'll get better at like doing things like pulling things uh, that I've already done. And I'm not saying it'll be, you know, a bajillion new songs every week, but I, I just I, I I don't want people to be afraid to try new choreography often because, man, there's some power in like a good new song that you're like, ooh, I'm feeling it. And that's that's going to be me. I'm going to be that instructor. I'm going to be move your body. You have to move your hips. You have to. You have to. And you kick ass it. And making playlists too. So, and I'm, that's, oh, that's I mean, gonna be the another fun part added motivation. I know you're gonna have so much fun curating this space. Ooh. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. I, it's, you know, that makes me think about you and I were kind of having a side conversation about this. And mm-hmm. I think so much in, in business and marketing, we are kind of, we're both asked to, to monetize our passions, right? Mm-hmm. And then also not do too much or niche down, spread yourself. Niche down, niche yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't spread yourself too thin between all the things that you're doing. And I think this goes back to, you know, you can have all the things that you want. You might just not be able to have them all at the same time. You can shift your focus Mm -hmm. here, here and there, but the celebration that, you know, that true kind of entrepreneurial slash, I don't know, that CEO mindset really is the, you know, I'm allowed to wear all these hats and I'm good at wearing these hats. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you get to a place where you can delegate, that's great too. But it's important to do things that light you up, whether it yeah. be in like your day to day or in your business. And I just see this like lighting you up some fierce <laughs> right now. I know. <laughs> and I'm excited. I don't, I mean, Zoom is not really my thing, but mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for you and I will try it because I love you. Uh, I'm, I'm very honored that you would even try it, but I, I also want to be just, I don't want people to feel like the stop. I want, just I want stop. you to be very don't clear be an about what too right now. I know. Don't like, be an Enneagram too. You enjoy don't it apologize. if you want to, but you don't have to. 
but it also gives me space like when I say that out loud it also makes me go it's fine that I'm not this is not for everyone and I think I let that get uh, like too deep in my psyche of like Mm -hmm. either um this isn't gonna work because this is not for a lot of people or like I, I just and I'm kind of done doing that like it's this brings me joy point blank this brings me joy we're doing period thing. period period with a t at the end period <laughs> <laughs> so anyway now you guys know <laughs> tell me about that's you tell me like what you were talking about movement like and I, that's the movement and like the things that i'm doing but what's what's in your world with that yeah so i am i mean i think i shared on the podcast i did share on the podcast i think episode a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. that i uh, ordered a uh, treadmill situation oh, yes. and it's uh-huh. an under the desk treadmill yeah um i can link it in the show notes again for everyone but basically i bought one that isn't tethered to an actual desk so that i can put it wherever i need to in the house which is really important for me mm-hmm. having all these kind of multi-use spaces mm-hmm. and i bought a standing desk like platform to go on top of just it goes on top of any standard table mm-hmm. so if you have a table height table you can add this kind of computer stand situation and then put that on top and I'll show everybody the setup in Instagram in the future when I get my Etsy order. Of I'm excited to see it. Beautiful Scandinavian design wood like uh, computer computer stand. Ew. So uh, anyways, I have the treadmill. I used it a little bit before I left for like my work staycation thing this last weekend and um, I'm excited to actually get into a routine with it. And of course, I'm like Monday morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hit my treadmill. And I'm so excited. And then I realize we're recording the podcast. Um, and that takes a little while. So that's not <laughs> happening until this afternoon. So mm. I've used it a few times. I, I did too much on it the first day. And I felt really sore. I know it oh. sounds really silly to say that you can be sore from walking on a treadmill. But you do meet some resistance on a treadmill that you don't meet when you're walking on it. Like, uh, the ground yeah and so it was like a I felt it in my back muscles and it felt good I was like okay all right but you're right, sore. get back into all it all right <laughs> yeah you don't need to do 30,000 steps every day but yeah, good job <laughs> I was uh, saying do you have a goal with it or something that or you just want to feel no movement? no 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 yeah I mean I'm I definitely want to like up my steps goal each day and that's mm. kind of my you know I talk to you guys from a place of vulnerability I do have some weight that I would like to lose to feel my personal best. And I finally feel like I've got a little headspace to kind of tackle that from a place of grace Mm. and taking the slow route, which is Mm. not what's ingrained in my brain, nor have I always taught that way Mm. and avoiding the semblance of diet culture. And for me, the treadmill is just me leaning into where am I at in life right now? And what do I need in order to serve myself in that time? And I've been thinking about this for since the pandemic hit, but it took me a little while to be like, I'm just going to do it. Even if I only use it for six months and the world returns to normalcy and everybody, you know, gets vaccinated and as well and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I still, I'm, I, I'm in this place where I'm like, okay, even if we go back to the gyms, I still am going to need something to like keep me moving throughout the day. Yeah. And that's a good investment you know, when you know that. And really, 
And I'm really only going to need it or use it in the rainy season. But you guys, the rainy season where I live in Oregon, it's like seven months out of the year. So long. It just Mm. rains. And it's beautiful and green as a result, but it just straight up rains. And Mm so it was one of those things where I was kind of fighting myself because I think of myself as this like tough Oregonian who can like walk through the mud and Don't deal with umbrellas. the rain. And you know, like <laughs> if you, if you were use an umbrella, you're not an Oregonian. That's such a common <laughs> like joke that we have. And, uh, I'm like, why would I get wet if I don't have to, (laughs) you know? So I finally, I have that, I have that side of me that I'm just like, you know what, just F it. I'm going to get the thing that's going to make life work for me in this season. So who knows if I use it long-term. Um, I got a relatively inexpensive option because I know it's not going to be this thing that I have for 20 years or 10 years or whatever. It's going to be a couple of years and get me through and, and then kind of adjust from there. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So I just started using it. I don't really have a lot of routine with it yet, but I should, I, I've practiced and I've been able to, which sounds so funny to like practice walking on a treadmill uh, while you're working. No, that makes but, total sense. I was like, <laughs> I would fall like legit. Like I'd be worried about, no, falling. you wouldn't. You just, you have it really low. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think I read, of course, I'm such a geek. <laughs> I like read articles about the optimal walking speed for working on a treadmill test. You did not. And yes, I totally did. I'm <laughs> like really showing my true colors right now. And the data that I got was somewhere between like 1.3 and 2 miles per hour. So you're really, oh it's God. very, very slow. Yeah, very okay. slow. Okay. But I'm on the phone so much. I can walk and be on the phone. Obviously, if it's nice outside, I'm going to go outside, which it's gorgeous outside. I'm going to go outside here soon, which again means I'm probably not going to use my treadmill desk today, even though I just ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm really enjoying that and just leaning into like, what are some health habits that really are serving me and are gentle and feel good? Yeah. So mm-hmm. amen. That's where <laughs> that's where we're at. Happy freaking awesome. New Year. <laughs> Happy freaking New Year. Yay, January. I mean, is this, yeah, end of January, February? I don't know when this oh, is Oh, yeah, launching, this is the beginning of February. I just saw a meme the other day that was, like, about corporate America. It's like, when do we get to stop saying Happy New Year to our colleagues? <laughs> when is it socially acceptable to quit this phrase? I think February 1. I really I do. Agree. Yep. It takes a whole month to adjust. <laughs> sure. Okay, well, let's get into the meat of today. I, you know, last week we talked about this concept of estrogen dominance and xenoestrogens and endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a meaty, meaty discussion. Oh, yes, so much But, juice. you know, goal is always walking you through to have some practical steps. And so today we are going to deep dive a little bit more into how to support your body and eliminate estrogen. So it's not just about avoiding things that have um, potential xenoestrogens in them and endocrine disrupting chemicals. Again, that class is called EDCs or xenoestrogens. And it's not just about that. It's also about finding ways to support if there's dominance there already, how do we help detox? And then there are just certain exposures that we can't really control as well. Right. And Which is so, why it's so important to have this topic at top of hand or like ability to, because re- every single body on this planet needs this information because you can't live in a bubble. And even if you did, it'd probably be made of plastic and you need to detox from that too. So <laughs> <laughs> like, 
you just love, this is important <laughs> i love that you just said that um yeah your bubble is made of plastic so you know be careful of those phthalates in your bubble uh, <laughs> super wow. important every person needs this info of like what yes. to do what do you do yeah so let's backtrack i'm gonna walk everyone through the estrogen dominance symptoms again and then we'll dig into um, some some causes and, and then how to detox, essentially. And yep. this is not the, like, you know, fancy, like, do a juice cleanse, detox. This is, like, actual real processes of detoxification within the body. Yes. So let me just say that for a yes. minute. <laughs> so estrogen-dominant symptoms um, can look like painful periods, irregular or heavy periods, breast swelling and tenderness and fibrocystic breast changes. So you might have some fibroids. Uh, you might be experiencing symptoms of PCOS or PMS or acne that's persistent. Like it's just not going away. And it uh, can feel cyclical even though it doesn't go away, correct? Yes, definitely. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, digestive issues, which can also feel cyclical, by the way, because mm. guess what? Digestion <laughs> is also partially regulated by hormones. Yep. Um, and again, that can be gallbladder issues, gas bloating, constipation. And then you can also see water retention, headaches, migraines, weight gain, mood swings, and hair loss. No, ain't nobody want any of that. No, <laughs> right? no, thank you. We're, we're good me. without. Thank you very much. Yes. So estrogen dominance, again, your liver is responsible for packing up that any extra estrogen. However you were exposed to that extra estrogen, your liver is responsible for taking care of it, mm -hmm. packing it up so your gut can move it out. And if either system, whether it's your liver and your digestive system or your detox pathways are not doing its job, then you can develop estrogen dominance. And we have to give our liver what it needs, i.e. lots of support to process estrogen. And then also you need to eliminate poop people. He gets to poop yep. every day, right? So that you can remove excess estrogen from the body. Um, especially if you feel like these environmental toxins or xenoestrogens might be behind some of these symptoms that you're experiencing. It's like constant <clears throat> bombardment. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, you guys... Here's the thing. I definitely recommend being empowered in understanding like a picture of your symptoms. Don't mm -hmm. go self-diagnose. Go talk mm -hmm. to somebody, you know, mm -hmm. work with your practitioner on these issues. I love working, having folks work with functional nutritionists who do blood work specifically because yeah. not every nutritionist can do blood work. This mm -hmm. is an area where that's, that's really helpful and you can see a lot more of the bigger picture and what's happening in the body and, and what's going to be the most effective course of action to, to help the body detox. So mm -hmm. a couple of things, um, it's really important to eliminate endocrine disruptors from your environment. So this is what we talked about on last week's episode. Mm -hmm. So 137, if you haven't listened yet, hop back if this is something that you want to dig into. Um, but removing the disruptors is like number one. And that's yep. a great way to support your body's natural detox because you're just eliminating the opportunities for your body to have to detox in the first place. Yeah, it right? gives it a break. Yeah. And so you're supporting the detox and the elimination pathways. Um, and then, you know, when I'm addressing detox previously in my practice, I would talk a lot about estrogen dominance symptoms and hormonal imbalance. So again, this is the, the symptoms that we just kind of listed out. But you really want to focus in on two factors, and that's what's going in and what's going out. So mm. waste in and waste out. 
when we think about waste, it's basically toxic burden. So like what's the toxic burden that's coming in and how are we carrying that out of the body? Mm-hmm. And so if we're taking in anything that can be harmful as far as chemicals go, again, those endocrine disruptors. So eating non-organic foods, um, putting lotion on our body that has fragrance or phthalates, um, you know, we're going to have a hard time getting those hormones back into balance. And so we want to minimize the waste that's coming in. And so just the basics, you guys, eating organic foods. So we're avoiding pesticides, uh, avoiding xenoestrogens that are in personal care products, cleaning products that disrupt our hormones. Um, and we have shared previously kind of the non-toxic cleaning products and home products that we love episodes 33 and 34, big, big hits on the podcast to those two episodes. And then the next step is avoiding further exposure by trying not to eat out of, you know, plastic containers, avoiding paper receipts. It's the, the steps that I mentioned in the previous episode. Yeah. And episode 137. And, you know, we're encouraging waste out because we're eating organic food. So the interesting part is eating, like the nutritional part of this is such an important factor mm-hmm. because when you eat plant based foods i'm not saying eat plant-based period like have your meat if that's your lifestyle don't have it if it's not like we're not talking about that necessarily right (laughs) now but it's really important when you choose foods that have not been sprayed with pesticides so organic foods you're taking in lots of green vegetables and deeply pigmented vegetables too if you're doing those things it's going to help not only minimize your exposure because you're choosing organic, but it's also going to help carry those estrogens out of the body. Mm. So I've always hated that um, we're avoiding because sometimes it's harder to avoid and have the conversation of I'm, I'm not going to do that. But if you are replacing it and just saying, I'm actually adding these things into my life, it's true. Like there's only so much room in your stomach to eat things and like, you know, a room in our budget to buy things and you're going to find yourself buying foods that are going to be more supportive of your body than not if you yes. just choose to add these things into your life that's kind of how yes. my brain has had to do it otherwise i'm like i'm so restricted and i get all whiny and mad <laughs> but if i don't think like that i will feel more abundant mm-hmm. yes i love that and you know we're always talking about how can we add things in or just like mm-hmm. lean into supporting the body in some way rather than avoiding or taking away and just like trying to skirt that part of diet culture as much as we can Um, and so that's an important thing to mention. So when you are trying to support your overall hormonal system and you're kind of already having those things in place that we mentioned above, you know, you're avoiding the environmental toxins, you're uh, avoiding the toxic burden, you're, um, eating organic foods, taking care of your body, you're eliminating well, those things. There's also a few other things that you can do as far as supplements are concerned. And so I'm not going to, you know, in, in previous episodes, when we talked about cold and flu, all of that, I really have a deep dive, uh, education in the immune system. I don't necessarily in the area of hormonal health as it pertains to detoxification. So I really want to refer you all to work with your practitioner. And so I am gonna give you a list of supplements to start to think about. But again, I want you to take this list, do your own research, talk with your practitioner, and see you know if there's something in here that could be supportive for you. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you can support detoxification and elimination in the body by supplementing with things like methane, which is called DIM commonly, um, and broccoli seed extract, resveratrol, um, chrysin, 
calcium deglucurate, folate, and magnesium. Magnesium mm. is like super basic here, friends. Yeah, like, I knew that you one. <laughs> can, you can go a long way with taking a B-complex and some magnesium. That's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. So I will say, uh, you know, we've talked about magnesium on the podcast prior in those digestion and immune system episodes. So you can go back to, to those to get some more information. Is it important of- for someone to like go to their practitioner for these um, I, I've always been hesitant to do any liver support because I've always been told that it can make you sick or like, and I know that this is like a lot of fear-based conversation around like liver support, but it's been legit like a problem for me where I'm worried that I'm going to make myself more sick while I'm trying to support my liver. Like I, that's my big motivation behind working with a practitioner is, is my liver. Uh, I, I can see my liver needs help but I'm scared to do it on my own. (laughs) Yeah. So to your point, it's really important to break down and understand that there, there are multiple phases of detoxification, Mm. but the first is digestion. And if that pathway is compromised, which I would argue for most people it is, Mm -hmm. then (laughs) you can get backup or stodginess in the system of those toxins that you're trying to release. So some of the, concerns that you're kind of talking about and have heard about probably are that when you do a liver detox if you don't have the right things in place prior you can actually cause like a backup of toxin in the in the body Mm -hmm. um, and have that absorbed it's it's really there's a fine line and and i will say there's a big difference between supporting your liver to do its job and doing a liver detox so we are not when we talk about detoxification again this is not like a juice cleanse we're not talking about doing a liver detox we're talking about supporting our body's natural detoxification pathways Uh, And letting the body do what it's supposed to do, letting the body do what it was meant to do, right? And leaning into that kind of innate intelligence of your own body. Uh. So, I mean, I definitely would not recommend doing a liver detox ever without without guidance from a professional right it's just really important to know but you're okay supporting your liver like let's love love your liver lucia holly always says let's love our liver so (laughs) i love it (laughs) so i think one of the things that we'll dig into is like how do we get some support here and and allow your body to eliminate naturally right Mm -hmm. so we can we can avoid right we can do that first step of avoiding and then we also can kind of love on our body Mm -hmm. and loving on your liver really is just understanding first of all that your liver is responsible for so many functions in your body and i will say on a side note with alcohol if you are dealing with any of these Um, symptoms that we talked about when it comes to estrogen dominance and you're thinking that might be an issue or PCOS or you're having PMS, any of those things really think about eliminating alcohol as a a lifestyle thing for for a bit or minimizing as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I say that because when you take in alcohol, your liver has to prioritize the metabolization of the alcohol first before it does anything else and it's so busy your liver it's so busy it's it's like like, why would you take this attention from me what are you doing (laughs) the the liver (laughs) is the modern mom entrepreneur of our body (laughs) oh my god it's trying to wear (laughs) seventy five thousand hats yeah right yeah and do so many different jobs within the body Mm -hmm. and so they're all important (laughs) they are all so important so when we take on 
alcohol, we really divert that process for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, that might just not be optimal for your body. So interesting. It's something to think about again, not trying to subscribe to this whole diet culture situation where something's good or bad. Like, listen, a glass of champagne, it might not feel great, but there's a lot of great benefits to it too. You know, (laughs) there's, there's relaxation benefits with alcohol. There's Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so not bad mouthing that, but it's something to think about. Hmm. Um, okay. So backtracking. So your liver is responsible. Also, one of the jobs is readying estrogen to be moved out of the body. Mm. So again, this could be like a discussion all in and of itself, a whole podcast episode. Uh, but basically what we want to do to support our liver is to eat quality protein. So we're eating grass fed, organic, quality sourcing. Quality meaning sourcing as Mm -hmm. much as you can. Yeah. As much as you can. Um, And, you know, you just, you do your best. And Mm -hmm. we haven't, gosh, there's a a really, I feel like I'm just referencing every episode of our podcast. Just listen to the whole thing, everyone. Just go back (laughs) all the way, all 135 episodes. (laughs) We did an episode on fat. And I talked a lot about prioritizing fat and protein in your diet and how to to walk through that. So that might be a good thing to to reference back. you can also eat plenty of garlic and onions. They are very supportive of your detox pathways. I have not heard that. That makes so Super much supportive. sense. Super supportive of the liver. Again, taking a B complex, which I mean, most folks can do. Um, again, talk to your practitioner about your supplements. Always, always, always. But you also can you know, take some things in your own hands and do your own research there. <laughs> um, and then eating a minimum of three cups of cruciferous vegetables every week. So some of us like reach for that daily. Um, like me, I'm just like mushrooms, cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower are my freaking jam. They are my jam. So like, I don't have trouble hitting this at all. I was like, what I, does cooking it make a lot of difference and help for people? Cause I have not been able to really do well with cruciferous for a while. It's been, but I know how important it is. And so I've just been cooking the crap out of it. Is it not helpful when I cook it that much? Like... (laughs) There are certain folks and, and, and compounds within cruciferous vegetables that can cause like gas. And bl- I'm sure everyone has gotten some sort of gas yeah. from eating Brussels sprouts or, you know, not cabbage, not as much, but Brussels sprouts in general, you know, broccoli, cauliflower. If I down too much of my cauliflower hummus, something You're like, yeah. hello. Okay. Things are going to happen. <laughs> Things are going to happen. <clears throat> I need to chew my food really, really well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, cooking, I mean, you're still going to get all those wonderful benefits of, of the cruciferous vegetables. Mm, It's mm -hmm. great. Um, and if you're dealing with digestive issues anyway, having some thought around maybe reducing the number of raw vegetables you're eating in general is, is really helpful and Mm. can be really healing. Um, and then again, consider supplementing with DIM. So that supports the liver and processing estrogen. That's the specific job of DIM Mm -hmm. and can be really supportive. But again, talk to your practitioner. And, um, so second, so first is love on that liver, as Lucia tells us, love on your liver (laughs) and then support your gut is the second one. And when we say your gut, we're we're really talking about your digestive system. Mm. And so once the liver processes estrogen to be eliminated, it's then up to your gut to move it out. 
So we're looking for function over dysfunction, right, within yep. that system. So if you're experiencing constipation, there's a pretty good chance that your the estrogen isn't making it out of your body, mm-hmm. but again, going back into circulation. So that's what happens if we're not able to fully eliminate it, that estrogen goes back into circulation in the body. Awesome. So it continues Which that process. Continues the, oh, the estrogen dominance. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so the most important thing you can do is really work on figuring out what those underlying causes are of your digestive issues and... And that will help you with hormonal health. Like when, when I talk about how important digestion is in general, it re- you guys, it is like responsible for every process in the body, like mm-hmm. something upstream or downstream. It's involved in everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's how we create our energy and our energy currency within the body. It's how we literally produce some hormones. Like a lot of vitamin D is produced in the gut (laughs) your immune system is in your gut there's so much going on there and so you know eating in a way that nourishes us and loving on our gut is so so important and so some of the things that we can look for are like dysbiosis which is essentially an imbalance of gut flora we can have um, some different things that kind of cause imbalance whether it be Uh, low stomach acid that's a very upstream issue all the way down to like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth Mm. which we haven't really dove into on the podcast really Mm -hmm. but uh you know something that can really help is like a great quality probiotic again work with your practitioner on that Mm -hmm. 100 percent. and then another thing you can think about doing and again uh, this is like if you're having digestive issues and trouble digesting things read me like fiber does not mean that they are vegetables are uncooked like I think a lot of times when we think about fiber we're like oh raw vegetables have a lot of fiber and that does not cooked vegetables do as well Mm -hmm. and if you're trying to heal your gut then leaning into cooked braised vegetables things like that this it's a really good way to go and avoiding raw can be really helpful in healing depending on you know where you're at in your healing journey so I would say aim for at least 25 grams a day of fiber if you have the inclination that you're dealing with some of these estrogen dominance issues and really leaning into eating plenty of fruits and vegetables Mm. and fiber is what's going to help your your digestive system really stay regular and help you eliminate that waste um and the next one you guys manage your stress <laughs> we got to manage our stress oh my gosh just that word makes me want to be like okay do you guys realize this is the journey i've been on for <laughs> seven years eight years like like it's it's so much more complicated than the just manage your stress you're like mm, fine sure like, <laughs> oh it's one cute. of those super you know, cute super cute sure <laughs> why not manage my stress like <laughs> so this is why i mean when people say like reduce your stress it's like well i mean i'm gonna have bills so and i'm also i i I have kids i can't not have kids and the world is doing what it's doing and like (laughs) Uh uh-huh there's so there's so much out of our control and and i know even you know thinking about reducing stress that's just hilarious managing stress is harder said than done like i i trust me hi I'm here with you I'm in the boat yes. I'm, I'm, we're doing it together mm-hmm. but the thing is is that that stress that is affecting your mood it's affecting your hormones and it's affecting like 
the quality of life that you have. Mm-hmm. And I know it might sound a little dramatic, but I mean, you know, it's important. It's it really is. important that we mm-hmm. look at our lifestyle and try to manage the stress that's coming in and the stress that's going out too. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lifelong pursuit people. Yes. And it has such a big impact on your hormones. Oh my so again, I like, hopefully this is an empowerment thing because one of the quickest and easiest ways to manage your stress is to like start a two minute meditation practice every day. Like it can be such a small thing, but find ways to help you with managing your stress that work for you, whether it be meditation, yoga, going to the gym. Some people like we've, you and I have talked about this. I, I feel like I release more stress when I like pick up something heavy and put it down. So like weightlifting yes. is excellent mm-hmm. for me. Whereas other folks might need to like sit and be quiet, you know? And I've tried both you guys <laughs> for long periods of time. Well, and also, I mean, there you know, weightlifting is like a different stress on the body too. So that's a whole nother conversation, mm-hmm. right? Your mm-hmm. even your efforts to become healthier, quote unquote, you know, might be a source of stress for your yeah. body. Yeah. So that's something just to think depends about. on you. So this is why I've been on this journey is I didn't know what stress management meant for me. Like, period. Like I didn't, where do I start? What do I try? So I've tried all the things and I, and because I've tried so many things, I'm, I'm a little more ping to it now. Like I understand, um, how my body's going to respond to things that make me joyful and things that make me still and things that make me buff as heck and like get me out moving around. And it's, um, and sometimes in crazy years like 2020, you have to practice all the things at random rates and like, you know, cooking your vegetables. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you fit it in where you can. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But this is I mean, this is why the conversation around self-care is so important and it's so not sexy. You guys, self-care right. is not, you know, yes. this lovely bath that you drew for yourself every time where you like light your candle. And, you know, those things are self-care, too. Right. Which mm-hmm. I mean, the bath sounds really nice right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's also, um, you know, spending some time doing some food preparation so that you've got healthy healing foods that work for mm-hmm. you in whatever season you're in. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, finding um, time and space to to download your day, whether it be via a brain dump or doing a meditation or whatever it is. So I think and I mean, you know, obviously recently on the podcast, you and I have talked a lot about that unraveling of stress and trauma for you. Yeah, it's been and quite complex for me. Mm-hmm. And that manifestation in your digestive system and your hormones, <laughs> which was, I mean, there's, whoa, a, there's a reason we're talking about this right now. I just, guys, I never thought I'd be back in the place that my body's been in, in the last year. And I couldn't have stopped the stress. So that's that conversation of, of like, I couldn't stop that stress. And I, I even had all the tools in my toolbox. I know a lot of this stuff about stress management, but it just, it changed a little bit for me and I didn't, and when you're stressed, it's difficult to think about these things. Part of the reason why we do this stuff is so when you can't think of a thing to try or to do, you have this to reference. You have this ability to go in and go, you know, I haven't really been eating a whole lot of fiber. Maybe I should try that. Or maybe I should cook my vegetables or chew better. Or maybe, you know, there's like, sometimes you can't think of the way to manage your stress and you kind of just need somebody to remind you like, oh yeah. Like it took me freaking all year to realize, like I was trying all these things and realizing like, well, actually probably what needed to change was my food. <laughs> like it took me all year to figure that out. 
like jeez wheeze <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad i'm glad the things that i'm bringing in my body are helpful because it needed to happen <laughs> yeah well and i mean i hope everyone understands look if you're listening you're not alone if you're if you're dealing with some of these issues and yeah. i think one of the most frustrating parts is you know a lot of our listeners you know they're already making most if not all of these choices for their body are doing their best to do so already you know that's the kind of listener that we have on this podcast you're knowledgeable about health you're knowledgeable about wellness you like to kind of seek out these new modalities for self-care and and sleep and meditation and all sorts of things right Mm -hmm. you're on that path of personal growth but you might still be stuck in a place where you feel like you're doing all the right things, but you're still not feeling your best. Yeah. Highly recommend working with a practitioner if you're having that thought process and you're in that space. Right. Yeah. But there's still, there's so many like little tweaks and things we can be empowered to do on our own uh, alongside working with someone on a professional level, which I know there's, there's barriers to that right now, whether it be financial or being able to get into someone's office and have Mm -hmm. a a conversation, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got to be equipped with the information we need to help ourselves at home. Uh, okay. We are getting low on time. I'm just going to quickly mention you guys sleep. Okay. Can we we got an episode on that too? Yes, we do. Um, We ran it as a recent best of episode. So we'll link the sleep episode in the show notes for everyone. Um, But I mean, seven to eight hours is the minimum we should all be getting nightly. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to work on that, too. I think I got five last night. But your body needs sleep and your hormones are demanding it. Uh Your hormones are like, excuse me, I am pissed. (laughs) You better give me some sleep. And, you know, for many of my clients, I, you know, I leaned into setting them up with their own little sleep routine. Mm. And, and this is something to think about. Like I, what's your wind up routine for the day? And what's your wind down at the end of the day? Then what's your sleep routine? Like your wind down routine is a little different than your sleep routine. Cause your wind down is like, okay, I'm going from work mode to home mode. Right. Kind yeah. of leaning out of work and into and this is obviously I'm speaking from a place of being an entrepreneur so I have to have these in place and I'm not always good at it like I'm not this is not perfected by any means mm-hmm. um, but sleep is a big focus for me and it has been over the last couple of years and I still have work to do in this area um, mm-hmm. so I mean blue light blocking glasses can be really helpful during during the evening when you're looking at screens um, if you're really struggling with sleep, I highly recommend talking to someone about it. But we, again, we walk through all those, those tips, but the thing that you need to know is overall sleep is that time where our body rests and restores. And if we've got some sort of dysfunction, that's going to be the time that the body's like, okay, I got you. We're going to try to fix some stuff. And if we don't give our body that time, enough time to get the light sleep, the REM sleep, the deep sleep that it needs, because all of those have different functions. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think that like deep sleep is better than light sleep. No, you need light and you need deep and you need REM sleep, right? You need each stage. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so much that we can do to just, just like inch out that last little bit. Like you can do it. You guys, you can do it. Just try to get some more sleep if you can. (laughs) Um, You can also work on your sleep quality too, right? If you're not able to sleep more, try to work on your sleep quality. Mm -hmm. So check out that episode. We talked ad nauseum about it. The original episode aired was like episode 12. So long ago. 
there's a reason why we talked about sleep immediately and mm-hmm. I've been working on it ever like you'll probably hear me in that episode be like I'm really working on sleep right now like <laughs> two years later I'm still working <laughs> on sleep this is how hard it is like I get it mm-hmm. I really do um and I will say you know I think I wish I had said this sooner and kind of talking about estrogen estrogen dominance but estrogen is a hormone that I think can get a bad rap um but estrogen is imperative to body function right Mm -hmm. you need estrogen in your body uh and especially you know in the context of estrogen dominance that's where we get that bad rap but it's what gives um humans our curves uh it uh gives us breasts and thighs and it keeps our whole body well lubricated Mm -hmm. it also is like really important for your bone health and your mood it's really important for skin health too Yes, it absolutely. Skin processes dramatically. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said about the lovely functions and benefits of estrogen. It's just about finding balance in the body mm-hmm. uh, and not having that excess amount. And it plays a really crucial role in thyroid health. So when in excess, it can lead to decreased amounts of, of the available thyroid hormone in the body. Mm-hmm. And then you can also develop excess body fat, uh, you know, to the point where you've got some downstream health effects. Like we are a body positive space here. I just want to make sure that's known. But if you're someone who's looking to lose body fat this might be something to also look into as well um and then you know we've got environmental estrogens we've got digestive issues stress adrenal issues autoimmune conditions there's so much that can come downstream from an original problem of estrogen dominance Mm -hmm. and you know this is the interesting part that we always kind of come back to is the cool part is the thing that's supportive for most functions in the body is like the most basic. You guys, mm-hmm. wellness is so freaking unsexy and basic. So <laughs> it true. is literally Daily. little efforts. Go- going to bed early, waking up early or late, you know, whenever, but trying to get that, you know, seven, eight, nine hours. And which sounds funny as I let it come out of my mouth. (laughs) I'm like nine hours. That sounds nice. Uh, You know, getting that extra sleep, uh, managing and reducing where we can stress in our lives and eating foods that feel supportive and nourishing and are minimally processed and um, have a lot of color and nutrients and variety. You know, those simple Mm -hmm. steps uh, and, and movement, right? And yeah. those simple steps can be so impactful. And we want to have these specific programs and all sorts of little things that we try. And I've been there and I've helped people go through those programs. I've created those programs. <laughs> but I think the thing that, that gets me every time is, you know, there's no reason for us to sit here and hem and haw about macros if you're getting four hours of sleep at night. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? (laughs) Right. What What can we adjust? So the, the unsexy back to basics strategy is the one for estrogen dominance as well. And, you know, I think it it can make you feel really awful. Like the symptoms associated with estrogen dominance are, are really troubling, but it's reversible and you can really make a big difference really quickly. Like I mentioned in our previous episode, you can begin to to heal your body, heal your hormones, and be supportive of that entire cascade of your endocrine system and, and how 
it's showing up in these different processes in your body. So, okay. I think that was enough deep dive for today. (laughs) (laughs) Always could do more. (laughs) Oh, always this, this we know and is well represented in our, our body of work here on the podcast. So Thank you for being with us this week. We are definitely going to be deep diving into hormonal health more on the podcast in the coming months and weeks as we seek out and connect with some folks in in, the respective fields kind of associated with hormonal health. And I'm I'm very excited for that. And uh, it feels good to just kind of like geek out on on nutrition a little bit and body function on the podcast it's been a while since I got to do that and you know this is not for it yeah and this is this is not a hat that I wear anymore as far as uh you know my day-to-day consulting and practice and my business but it's something that I'm still so passionate about and And you got so much knowledge up here that (sighs) I'm like man when you just start talking about it I'm like you have experience with this. You've done this before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm really grateful that my journey led me through nutrition to get to where I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just being able to pick up this information along the way. And so much of my learning happened on those podcasts I was listening to every week, which bringing that information to all of you and kind of circling back around with that is, is such a gift, you know? So Thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks for letting us be in your ear holes. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.